last night, Steven Crowder appeared on TimCast on I think maybe his biggest show ever. At one point I saw 170,000, close to 170,000 people watching live. Um, you know, and he cross-examined, I guess, or had a rebuttal to some of what Daily Wire has been saying, in particular some of the things that Candace Owens said. And I think, you know, there have been people in the space that have picked a side, which is natural. That's going to happen. But, you know, I think that, I hope that coming out of this, I think it's safe to say that Steven Crowder has solidified his base. And Daily Wire has solidified their base. And I hope that in time, those two will co-mingle again and, 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 and fight the good fight. Because I think there are many good things that Daily Wire still does, even if I think their contracts are sketch. And there are many good things that Steven Crowder does, even if I didn't love maybe releasing the phone call or, um, you know, I believe that he believed he needed to do that, though. Um, I don't like everyone fighting in my comment sections about who's right and who's wrong, because I think they're both right and they're both wrong and several different things. Um, my, my support has become less like auto, like less absolute now. You know, I think at this point, I hope this is the end of it. I, I don't think daily wire has to respond to anything that was said last night. There were a couple things we're going to talk about. But, um, you know, I think as somebody who is friends with Steven Crowder, I know that my position is rough, but I do understand where people who are fighting for Daily Wire are coming from. And I can't say that you're necessarily wrong. So I want to start with a couple of the clips that were, you know, that came out of the show, the big kind of reveals or bombshells that happened last night, because that's, that's really hopefully the last of it. Steven Crowder posted this video last night you go to the daily wire they say here's a term sheet you go whoa this is crazy right. hey you can't do this the daily wire then says all of a sudden you're not also but a few months later crowder registers stop big con then yeah. he calls and secretly records jeremy he was setting us up this email right here paints a different picture in that you talked with the daily wire and said Here's our issue. Yeah. Here's what we can't do. And they said, okay. And then sometime later, they try. No, they said, if that's the issue, this is our business model and you right. don't know business. But then they try yeah. and poach one of your employees. You go to the daily. Okay. So the poaching employees thing was a new story brought to light. Controversial opinion. I actually don't care about that. People poaching, poach each other's employees all the time. Um, it does erode a little bit of that. We were best friends forever. That's the only thing. And I understand why the Daily Wire played that. But like, it does erode that we were best friends forever and we were never betrayed. You, if you were best friends forever, you wouldn't be poaching their employees. That said, I don't even really, I don't really care about that. That's not that big of a deal. But, you know, Stephen Crowder has been getting a lot of pushback from conservative uh, commentators, and I want to give them their fair shake. Anthony Brian Logan says Stephen Crowder is a terrible human. That tweet was liked by Mark Dice, a guy that really doesn't spend that much time on Twitter. But Mark Dice uh, had some spicy things to say, including a $100 super chat in which he said Crowder only decided to, quote, expose the Daily Wire 
as being conservative Inc. after they turned down his counteroffer for $30 million a year, $120 million for four years, and had no mug club revenue from the blaze. So he's using this to grift in a desperate attempt to make money now. Um, he also super chatted another $100 saying Ben Shapiro pays Facebook $135,000 a month to boost his posts. I have seen that data. So he is in bed with big tech and will never be banned. And Crowder is grifting because Daily Wire rebuffed his counter offer wanting $120 million for four years. That's Mark's opinion. I like Mark. I, I think Mark is one of the most principled guys I've ever talked to. Um, this is his opinion on um, Steven Crowder. And of course, it's all, you know, an angle, so to speak. Um, it, you know, Crowder has to galvanize his base. He has to get people to, to understand his cause. But I also think that if he, like, he's not out here selling new subscriptions to Mug Club while he's doing these appearances, right? I think it would be more suspicious if he, like, had already set up his new Mug Club thing and was telling people to pay him money while he was on Timcast, which is, I think, a missed opportunity. He should have had it set up so he could have his base go sign up immediately when they're emotionally charged. But what I've experienced from his base and the Daily Wire base is that they are both fiercely loyal. And I think most of them, you know, many, I've got, I got more like well thought out long emails about this subject than I've gotten about anything before. And it's opened my, it's, it's softened my, my approach on this a little bit. And I do want to point out that I think the Daily Wire has done a lot of good things. I don't think that, uh, you know, this, these things in the contract, I'm sorry, offer were uh, good. And I do believe that they probably have similar penalties for their existing employees. That doesn't discredit the good work they've done. In fact, I believe for the first time in history, yesterday, Ben Shapiro streamed on Rumble. That's an absolute win, I think. Don't you? Because a lot of this comes from, hey, you guys are in bed with big tech. No, we're not. Okay. Well, one great way to prove you're not is to support all tech. This is something that even if you go back, by the way, to my show, my appearance on Timcast, I got on him for not using Odyssey. And I think Ian at the time had my back. Shout out Ian. But like, you know, all these, all these conservative pundits should be using Odyssey, BitChute. And, and, and especially Rumble, because Rumble has the very real chance at taking a bite out of big tech, okay? And the fact that the Daily Wire doesn't put their videos on BitChute and Odyssey is bad. The, ba the fact that Steven Crowder uh, doesn't put his videos on BitChute and Odyssey, if he doesn't, is also bad. I know he uses Rumble, but he was also forced to. Would he have used Rumble be without being forced to? I don't know. But I think as like a, a greedy outside or like a, not greedy, but like as a, uh, as like selfish, I'll say it. It's like, hey, no matter what comes from this, Ben Shapiro and, and Daily Wire hopefully started, well, they started, but will hopefully continue to stream to rumble. 
because that's an absolute win for everybody. The more people that make their content available on Rumble, the better. You know, my my Rumble channel, I think I actually got a, like a, some sort of Rumble award. Um, they emailed me um, because my channel is growing so quickly there. And like, yeah, the views aren't the same as YouTube, but like, so this is like one of the most frustrating things. Um, yeah, I have 106,000 followers on Rumble. That's pretty good. Um, and you know, you have a lot of interaction here. Um, people interacting with my videos, you get hundreds and hundreds of people. Here's one from 300, you know, 369 rumbles. It got 2000 views. I'm averaging, you know, one to 2000 views per video there. That's actually still less than BitChute, which is why I, I feel like BitChute is the forgotten platform and it sucks. Cause it's, 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 it's their app there. I know they have BitSlide, but anyway, Odyssey. So I've been an early supporter of all all tech. So I think this is a, an absolute win that, you know, Ben uh, is streaming on Rumble. But then you've also had some takes that, you know, I love Viva Frey and I is not personal. It's not personal for me at all. But like this take isn't isn't correct. He said what's what Crowder is admitting to here is he got a specific call from YouTube telling him to stop selling a specific shirt in a mystery box off platform. No, no, this is actually a fair point. It's his other tweet. And he agreed to do that to pacify YouTube. And he's calling Daily Wire a big con. Um, I know, I mean, that was a very, very long time ago. Um, but I, you know, even if you want to defend Steven Crowder there, I think that it's a somewhat valid criticism. You know, Mike Cernovich has come out against Crowder. Do you think that here, this is the post I thought Viva Frey said, and here you have it. And this was retweeted by Jack Posobiec and other people. Here you have it. Team Crowder literally arguing the exact same thing the Daily Wire was arguing. They want to stay on YouTube. It's their biggest platform. It's their biggest reach. Crowder doesn't want to bear the risk. But he's talking about really ad revenue, which Crowder doesn't get on YouTube. And he, he doesn't really need YouTube to service his existing customers. But I think he does need it to service, to find new ones. YouTube is still my fastest growing platform. And I, if you're watching on YouTube, I hope that you'll subscribe. I'm hoping that, you know, I think Steven Crowder did a good job pleading his case last night on Twitter. And um, I think that con there's conservative media pundits who are looking at the numbers thrown around here, the money thrown around here, and maybe that's clouding their opinions a little bit. But hopefully this is just the end of it now. Um, I think that having this contract out there will actually make Daily Wire think about changing a few things. It already has, right? The fact that they streamed to, to Rumble the very next day or a couple days after, it's a big deal. And I know that it wasn't planned. So, you know, this was a big deal over at Rumble too. They were like, this is great. And it is great. So maybe even though publicly it doesn't feel like anything got resolved, this still maybe was good that it happened. I think that you have to play by big tech's rules as long as you have to until you don't have to anymore.
It's why I've made the decisions I've made. It's why I sell coffee brand coffee. It's why I partner with people like MetaPCs who won't cancel me. Uh, it's why I have another company rolling out later this year. Um, it, you know, it, it's it's like why I was talking about last night about hot sauces. You know, like we don't have to rely on ad reads. We don't have to rely on being monetized if we do the work, right? By this time next year, my coffee company will probably earn more than all my other sponsorships combined, which means I don't have to do those ad reads anymore. And maybe this new company, I work really hard at it and it covers, you know, maybe 25 or 30% of what I made on monetization. Okay. Now I have to worry less about demonetization. So when Steven Crowder says, change your model, he's right. The Daily Wire did this with Jeremy's razors, right? What if they did like five other products? Would they need to do 100 ad reads per show? No. Would they need to worry about getting canceled? No. You know who's been doing this for years? Alex Jones. Right? He's got all sorts of products he sells. He doesn't need ad revenue. I mean, everyone would love it. But I do think that there's been a lot resolved here. And I hope that, you know, the temperature can get brought down going forward. I want to first thank you all for uh, using the hashtag free, the hashtag free the quartering on Twitter, as well as hashtag free Brittany Venti. It actually was trending yesterday, which I, I, I couldn't obviously have done without you. I literally can't access my Twitter. But things have taken kind of a darker turn, a more frustrating turn, a more disappointing turn, uh, as uh, literally... Um, Twitter has denied my appeal. I was told by a lot of people, hey, Elon's looking into this and, and you know, this isn't going to you know, go away. The more I, th or this will go away quickly, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that this actually might be permanent because of what Twitter taking action would mean about all the stock that they put into this fake hero, Eliza Blue. I'm going to discuss a little bit about uh, everything that uh, that she has done and why I think probably my ban will remain permanent. So if you've been following the story, you know that uh, Eliza Blue or people connected to her have, in my opinion, uh, abused connections that they had at Twitter. We know that Elon is closely tied with Eliza Blue. Um, as she received all sorts of credit uh, for ridding Twitter of bad people. What she actually did, what she officially did, nobody really knows. It's like when you talk to, <clears throat> when you hear all these conservative pundits talk about this woman, don't they all kind of say the same thing? They all say, oh yeah, she's done great work and I really respect her. What work? Like legitimately what work? I can't get an answer out of anybody what this woman has done to help victims. Now that is not me saying she hasn't done anything. I'm just saying literally everybody says the same thing. Tim, Jack Posobiec, all these conservative talking heads are like, oh, a lot, she's done a lot of great work to help victims. What? She herself was on the receiving end of this bad behavior. How? Was anybody actually arrested for this? What did that actually look like?
See, these are questions I never would have asked a week ago. The internet's asking under the hashtag free the quartering on Twitter. The internet's digging into all sorts of things, including the fact that uh, you look at here, the, an open secret has, has gone after people are finally waking up to what we said about Eliza Blue Morthland in 2001 and 2022. We revealed that she was lying. This is according to them. We revealed that she was lying repeatedly about a widely used method for detecting bad behavior and material. After lying about a widely used method for detecting bad material, Eliza refused to respond and immediately blocked us. We explained how Eliza is lying for, about her reason for refusing to name the people that took advantage of her. Facts are that naming the person that took advantage of her would make her safer, not put her at risk. I don't disagree with that. Why wouldn't you name the person? Maybe there are a bunch of reasons why, but it's just like we always say, like, okay, we'll file a police report. You know, all I've heard is that her pictures were used against her will or something like that. I, I don't know. But again, I wouldn't be asking these questions if she didn't take advantage of her position within Twitter, higher ranks, and knowing Elon Musk to censor and ban people she doesn't like. That's what this is, by the way. I had never had any kind of issue with this woman before. What she didn't like is that I stood up for a smaller creator. And I love Brittany, but I don't know her. I don't, you know, I, I don't, we don't interact. We've been in the same live stream once or twice ever. It's not like she's my ride or die homie. But she didn't like that I stuck up for her. And so she used whatever the same method to ban Brittany to ban me. My account remains unaccessible. We kept explaining and presenting facts. Reverse match has to detect this kind of stuff. Facts, facts, facts. People like Eliza are simply not credible when they go through multiple entirely different personalities on the internet every few years. Eliza Blue Morthland repeatedly pro promoted a complete lie following the completion of the Twitter acquisition by Elon Musk. She claimed the top three hashtags used to advertise bad material on Twitter had been removed by an automated process. We got a tip which demonstrated Eliza was lying. We tweeted this thread on November 30th, 2022, which refers to the Eliza Blue Morthland sp spread on social media, which went viral. On Jan on the, in January, NBC News investigation we kickstarted through CNBC was published. It demonstrated that Eliza Blue Morthland was lying when she spread the, the, the lie that Twitter had removed these three hashtags as they were still rampant. Eliza Blue Morthland, her, her viral lie exposed and confirmed by investigation, began going into meltdown mode immediately after the NBC report was published. Showing this piece, I saw that an Elon Musk hit piece about this stuff on Twitter. Two questions, blah, blah, blah. Why is the corporate press asking these questions? Okay. Eliza Blue Morthland is a grifter. This is what they said. That's not my opinion. Who repeatedly lies about very basic fact-checkable things. There is nothing wrong with financial support. Just don't be like Eliza Blue Morthland. 
She lies, claims that she didn't receive any financial benefit. However, her local's minimum is $50 a year, and she has many donors. Four days later, Twitter responded and removed the three hashtags used to advertise this type of stuff. Eliza Blue more than lied about this. We got Eliza's lie accomplished for real in the real world. You can also see this. You know. Allegedly, her ex-boyfriend called in. I don't really care about that noise. Okay. I care. What stuff like this po posted by Brit at Pashed Motatoes res responding to Eliza? Great. Can you update us on the humanity house you allegedly opened? There seems to only be two tweets about it. It's my pleasure to announce that humanity house is a now a home. Give me your tired. I lift up my lamp besides the go blah, blah, blah. Thanks for sharing, Andrew Yang. Thank you for everything. I opened a safe house. I named it the Humanity House as a nod to you. Please keep up your good work. Maybe it is open. Maybe it exists. This person writes, we have, we have heard, have we heard anything on the Humanity House? Like Britt said, all we got was two tweets and then it's never been mentioned. Now, maybe there's a reason why you keep this thing private. It's possible, right? It's possible. Also, somebody says the first photo appears to be, quote, Blue Lagoon Farm in Iowa. Eliza's very own field of grifts. This is the thing. And, you know, as her Twitter followers continue to um, dwindle, right? She literally can't tweet anything without getting ruthlessly ratioed. It's such a simple thing. This is like she's totally going Jack Murphy. But what's concerning to me, if you've made it this far in the video, what's concerning to me is that I don't think Elon or Twitter is going to reverse this because they, they put this woman up on a pedestal saying, she's done great work, and maybe she has. Again, the longer, and by the way, she had the power to get us banned. She has the power to get us unbanned. Simple as that. <clears throat> I put a 240,000 subscriber follower Twitter account on the table to back what I, what I consider bullying of smaller creators. Now, Brittany's not tiny, but, you know, and I think in a fit of rage, when I called her, censorship tactics out she did the same thing to me that on top of the fact that my strike was removed over the weekend via an appeal and then that appeal was then retroactively denied they forced me to reappeal um is very concerning it reeks of somebody like personally meddling with my account now i've been an elon musk supporter in a, a cheerleader even I have been a guy that tells other creators that they should be paying for Twitter blue. I'll tell you what, I am really, why would I ever pay for Twitter blue now? It's insane. First of all, I can't even use my Twitter account. This kind of stuff is important. I understand. I could just, you know, people say, well, just delete it. Take the L. 
I had somebody email me this, and I, maybe they're right, you know. But this is important, and this is like, if I just delete it, okay, then this stuff just stay the same system stays in place, doesn't it? The very same system stays in place that she can just take advantage of any time she wants or anybody else. Here, I mean, this is a woman that has been seeking fame her entire life, whether it's being a groupie for a band, whether it's appearing on Blind Date, whether it's having her, her Republican father. You know, this is, by the way, this is Eliza Blue saying that the music video that she claims was without her permission. Listen to her in her own words, if I can wrap this up. Here's Eliza Blue in her own words celebrating the release of the very video she is now claiming I should lose my Twitter account for posting a screenshot from. I'm really happy that the world saw our video got released. That was good piece to the puzzle. Um, I'm really happy that the world saw our video got released. That was good piece to the puzzle. She's very happy the video got released. How about this? Also, according to Grift Hunter, Eliza also received fundraising from Felicia uh, Killings, who was arrested and charged with several felony counts of terrible behavior. I don't know if that's true or not. But this is somebody here, Robert Barnes. My advice is you never go full Jack Murphy. And Jack Murphy is Robert Barnes's friend, or was at least at one point. I, I think that this is an extremely concerning situation my account should absolutely be immediately unlocked i've shown an insurmountable evidence there's eliza blue saying she's happy that video got released okay so why is my account still banned why because i think it puts egg on the face of elon musk that's what i think and i think because of that i may never be unbanned and that is truly sad This is probably another, just another hilarious tale in wokeness run amok. Insane, just going over the top. Now, now it appears that what Xbox will force gamers to power down their consoles in order to fight climate change, touting the quote, first carbon aware console. Now, I don't know if you know this, um, but when you buy a game console, you pay hundreds of dollars. Five, six, seven hundred dollars if you can actually find them. And in the modern day, you don't even own the software that you buy. If you use words that your games don't like, they will ban you for life. They will take your console or they will take your accounts. They will take, they will not refund your money. And now we're getting into this with the Xbox console. Now we know that Microsoft is exceedingly woke. We also know that they are. Uh, not yet broke. However, this is yet another move in uh, just massive corporate misstep for things that gamers just don't care about or want. In this article via Blaze Media, Xbox will force gamers to power down to fight climate control or climate change, touting the first carbonware console. Uh, some of the comments, hello, Xbox, can I own the product I paid for? It's just going to um, switch to a default power setting to completely off instead of standby. It's not that big a deal. Well, it is a big deal because when you have updates that come through, 
like in the era of you know updates um when i was younger a patch for a video game might be 75 megabytes and even if you didn't have ultra fast internet you could pretty much get the patch for the game in a few minutes you know go take a leak get a new fresh can of mountain dew and some cool ranch doritos and then by then the game would be ready to go the reason you leave your stuff in standby mode is because these updates are coming out constantly and are massive in size you know are many gigabytes um you know, Call of Duty, I feel like, has had updates that are like 40 or 50 or 60 gigabytes, okay? As somebody who uh, doesn't have a lot of time to game, I'm hoping in 2023 I have a little bit more time, but, you know, <clears throat> the the idea that, like, there's there, this has happened to me because, you know, I have Starlink and everyone makes fun of me for having Starlink, but it's, all, it's the best option I have uh, where I live. But the... You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to play like um, my brother-in-law will call me and say, hey, do you want to play some Warzone? I only really play Warzone with him, but, you know, it's my brother. It's a good way to like get along or whatever. I'm not very good, um, but I'm not terrible either. And I'll like say, yeah, sure. I'll come up to my computer, open up Battle.net, Battle.net and say, oh, look at that. 40 gigabyte upload. Can't play tonight. Well, inside the article, it says Microsoft is now planning to issue a one-time update that will switch the Xbox Series X and S consoles over to shutdown energy saving with the option to switch back to sleep instant on. There is also a new active hour setting in the way that will offer the convenience of an instant on and some time off for the energy savings. Now, is this the end of the world? Yes. Look at that. Hashtag free the quartering is trending. Let's go. Keep it going. I put out a video earlier today about my about about Elon clearly siding with uh you know alleged grifter Eliza Blue. Let's get that let's get that hashtag going better. Let's get thousands and thousands of tweets under that hashtag. But I digress. It's not that big a deal until I want to play the game that I actually want to play. Now, the idea that, look, you have to manually go back in and set that on. Well, is anyone going to notice that the first time? No. So what's going to happen is you're going to go to your Xbox and Xbox has made the decision for you, by the way, on the hardware that you bought when and when you cannot have it on. This is absolutely a big deal. Are you kidding me? It's it's right up there with the, you know, the electric company turning down your thermostats, which they do in some states, by the way. People foolishly sign up for the $10 savings per month and then they're like, "Oh crap, I can't run my air conditioning. I don't have control of it. I gave control of it up to the corporations." Yes, you can go and you can log back in and you could turn your own product back on. But did you agree to this when you bought an Xbox? By the way, just so everyone knows, I am an Xbox fan. I have both an Xbox and a PS5. And the sad thing is, as I'm sitting here right now saying this, I don't know where they are. I think 
I moved them. They were one of the last things I moved. I need to find them. They are undoubtedly in requirement of massive amounts of updates. I like PlayStation. I like Xbox. I think Xbox, you know, with their Game Pass, offers an extremely high value. But I'm not getting get into the console wars thing. But, because anyway, the PC is better than both of them. But, imagine buying a computer. Imagine if Meta PCs, and I guarantee you Meta PCs, promo code the quartering would never do that. Check out some of these builds I put together for you. Meta PCs would never do that. But like they just log in and they're like, eh, we wanted to we wanted to do a press release about how much we care about the environment. So we just disabled your um, performance mode on your computer. You can re-enable it when you want, if you want. But for now, we're just going to disable your high performance mode. And if you notice, you notice. You know, if you saw the article for the two minutes it was on a news website, you, you know, you'll notice. But otherwise, yeah, you're just going to not get the convenience of having high performance. Like that would never fly. Just because they give you the option in this case to re-enable it is baloney because hundreds of thousands of people won't even know it happened. They're going to go back to their Xbox console and they're going to say, oh, I have a few minutes of time to play um, Gears of War, or I want to go in and, you know, I'm going to play some Call of Duty or something. They're going to turn it on, expecting all of the updates to be update up to date because they put the thing in standby mode for this exact reason. And they're going to see that oopsie doopsie poopsie. You have 200 gigabytes in updates. You have an Xbox update. You have a two Xbox updates. And then you have a, a, a Warzone update and a Call of Duty update. Guess what? You're not playing tonight. Because you don't have a fiber connection. But we got to tweet about it. Xbox becomes first carbon aware console, but not everyone is happy. What do you mean? Who would be happy about this? Xbox is working to reduce our environmental impact to help us reach Microsoft's goal. Not my goal. I bought your console. I don't have a carbon goal. Okay? I recycle. I burn my boxes. That's my carbon goal. Starting today, Xbox insiders will notice that their Xbox Series X and X consoles automatically sh update to shut down energy-saving power option, Xbox Wire wrote. This one-time update to your power... I like how they say one-time. Until they want to do another social justice initiative. Now, they say that this update will allow you to continue to receive updates. This says... This one-time update to your power settings will reduce your power consumption while your console is off and will not affect performance, gameplay, or your abilities, well, or, or your console's ability to receive overnight updates to system games and apps. Okay, great. Great. Still don't want you going in and changing my power settings. Still don't want you going and changing my power settings. The decision was most likely made on one of the company's private executive jets, video game, video producer and podcast Lauren Chen said. Senator Ted Cruz tweeted, first gas stoves, then your coffee. Now they're go coming for your Xbox. Young America's Foundation tweeted, lol, the woke brigade is after video games, all in the name of climate change. They want your weapons, they want your gas stoves, and now they want your Xbox. Conservative journalist John Ziegler commented, could this be what finally makes some young people realize the negative real-world impact of, 
Well, I no, I care about the climate. But I don't think, here she's Chris Buskirk says, you'll own nothing and love it. Deciding to do with my so-called, deciding what to do with my so-called free time gave me anxiety. But now the Microsoft owned OpenAI orders my days. I'm worry-free. Microsoft did invest a bunch of money. So at any time, Xbox can, can, can uh, send the whims of their social justice stuff upon their customers. Is it, at the end of the day, a massive deal? No, but that's how they get you used to these things, right? First, it's a one-time update. Then it's a, well, this is just an emergency update or a patch to the update. And then they'll say, well, actually, we're going to detune your Xbox when you're using it because we want to save energy. We're not paying for the energy. We didn't pay for the console. We took your money for the console, but we're going to make changes to it so we can do press releases. <sighs> Just another win for PC gaming. A lot of people uh, sending me this particular video saying, oh, um, Candace Owens is exposed and um, you know, uh, you should check out this video. I'm like, oh, wow, you know, I should probably check out that video. It's um interesting topic. I wonder what it might be about. And uh, well, there is a very curious clip in this video. However, unfortunately, the source might be the least trustable human on the planet. The source of this gotcha is probably involved in every major conservative S storm in the space. She's been involved romantically with numerous uh, men in the space, seemingly all of which end up with lawsuits after the fact. Is it just that she picks bad men? Is it? Sure, it's possible. But usually when, you know, someone walks around all day thinking everyone's an a-hole, the saying kind of goes like, maybe you're that a-hole. However, I will say that the video clip is irrefutable. All right, so this isn't exactly me backing Nicole Arbor because she makes wild claims in this video uh, against court documents that I've actually seen um, that uh, you know do not paint her in a very good light. I just don't really care about what happens between uh, some weirdo influencer couples. I don't care about that. But what I do think was interesting was uh, over the weekend, uh, last Friday, and on her own show, Candace Owens went out of her way to call Steven Crowder a B-word, a chump. Uh, everyone was, you know, the Daily Wire, literally crying crocodile tears, saying that, oh, my God, I would never record a friend. I would never record somebody without their knowledge. We're, you know, especially a friend. Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. Well, uh, here's an interesting clip. Uh, that I want to share from her video, you know, credit where credit is due. She apparently appeared on <clears throat> the Candace Owens show, I think the very first episode a million years ago. I don't really know how long ago it was, at least a year. Uh, and smartly 
and I'll give her this, recorded the entire thing live. And there were apparently sections, according to Nicole Arbor, that did not air publicly. Uh, and this would be one of them. Frustrated, where she was yelling on top of me constantly, where she said that she was gonna cancel me. Allegedly, Candace Owens had been taping all of our phone conversations that we had privately. Not a good look. I, I, I've also said, like, I actually understand in some cases, especially if you're like doing a business deal, why you might record the call. Um, or in some cases, let's say you have a, an ex, and this is, you know, crazy ex could be a man or a woman. Um, and you have kids and you, you know, they're, they're saying you say things that you didn't say. I know that that's super common of like couples who are divorced and who have custody stuff to like record every interaction with their ex or their ex uh, spouse or the baby's dad or mom because things get drugged into court and that stuff gets ugly. So I'm not going to pretend that there's not reasons to record, but I will say it was very curious watching Candace moralize about how ridiculous it would be to record somebody when, uh, you know, again, when there's this clip. As friends forever. She alluded to airing one of our private conversations on her show. So just imagine that. Imagine you call someone that you think is a buddy and they're taping the phone call and then they're mad at you on their TV show and they're going to air your private conversation where you talked about being scared um, of these guys that you have a restraining order against. Conversations that we had private. Now this is like the audio is garbo because I think it's just recording an open mic. I, I think you can make it out. So here's the receipt. So here's Nicole Arbor. She asked Candace Owens point blank after Candace is like saying, Hey, well, I could drop some receipts. Um, she's drop, you know, she's asking her point blank here. Like, did you record our phone call the other day? Like have, which is like weird. This is why it's like, man, I, I just so turned off by, by this, like, uh, you know, this conservative space right now. It's like, um, it's just, you know, it just makes you want to stay independent even more strongly and just focus on me. So she says, you know, did you record um, my phone call? And we'll see how Candace's response here. Nicole, we have some permission to pause and split in post yes or no and to know certain things that you actually did. Did you tape our private phone call? She just said here, did you tape our private phone call? We can move on to the next topic. And she's like smiling there and she's like, okay, we could just move on to the next topic. So whether she did or didn't, she's certainly implying here that she did. We don't have permission to air it. Now this irony is bananas. A day ago, I saw Candace Owens at Steven Crowder taping a conversation between him and Jeremy from Daily Wire. Watch what Candace says about this topic. Why the did you record them? What, what were you doing that for? Did you think you were going to go to Fair court? Fair point. What, did you think you were going to go to court? Because that's the only reason you record someone. You'd be like, I don't trust my ex wife. Pardon my language, okay? I don't trust my ex wife. So I'm going to record this phone call for safety, right? You record it because you're nervous that there's going to be a court here or the police are going to find out and you've got to back up what you said, okay? Why are you recording your friend if not because you think it's going to go to court? Oh, because you think it's going to go to public and you're doing it intentionally because you know you're about to start a war. People. Again. You know, I'm no Nicole, Nicole Arbor fan, but 
Candace Owens clearly implies here that she had recorded private conversations. You claim to be versus who you Oh, if you get bullied by Candace Owens, you can get through it, everybody. Candace, knowing that I was not allowed to comment or swing back, knowing that, went on a move on to the next topic. I, we don't have permission to respond in post, yes or no, and to no. assert things that you actually did. Did you tape our private phone call? We can move on to the next topic. It looks like she did. Or she is at least implying as a psychological warfare technique that she did. Um, and at the very end of the video, uh, it's kind of also important. Nicole Arbor seems to share private text messages. Why are these text messages important? Well, because it implies that they were friendly. Um, you can see here that they could, they could imply here thinking about you and baby Owen sending all the happy vibes. Oh, kitten. Thank you so much. This is last November or November 2000. Um, it would appear here's from Candace in our team meeting this morning. We all set a prayer for your launch this week. Super proud of you, girl. And then more text messages. Thank you so much for this gorgeous boutique. I don't know. Bouquet, sorry. So excited to have you for this launch. I'm excited to be part of it and to cheer you on. I know this is going to be massive and change your life forever. These certainly seem like friends. Very friendly, supportive text messages, right? I know you know this, but don't take their venom in for a second. So these are these are text messages between friends. Heart, 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 heart. Let me know if you need any help writing. Um, so you know it certainly would you know it certainly reveals that they were um, on a very friendly relation. You know, very friendly. Either that or Candace Owens completely was just trying to lead her on to get her onto her show. I, I don't know. I never gave. I mean, like. Look, you can call me misogynistic all you want, and you might be right, but I couldn't care less about two women arguing. Um, and, you know, obviously I have my opinions about Candace Owens, uh, including her, you know, I'm not sure she ever really properly atoned for her involvement in the website, the social autopsy, um, a SJW doxing website that was meant to collect histories on people who used hate speech online. She even ran a GoFundMe for it, um, you know, doxing your personal information, um, you know, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, the Kickstarter now suspended explains more about what social autopsy is. And by the way, she only suspended it after being outed by the conservative movement that she was now grifting into. Um, this is back when she was known as Red Pill Black. I'm not saying that people can't change their opinions or grow because this was a long time ago, 2016, 2017. But every time she's been questioned about it, she's never really owned it. And she never really took any responsibility. Uh, she gets combative. If you want, you can look up her uh, her uh, interview slash debate with Blair White. It was very embarrassing for Candace Owens. Um, and, you know, so th that's, so this is somebody who has, you know, been about, that life about that SJW life about that leftist life, uh, somebody who 
I would say at the very minimum, we could agree implied that she recorded private phone calls as a negotiating as a way to get over on somebody that she disagreed with. Lord knows, I don't think I'm ever going to make any phone call, have any phone calls with anybody in the conservative space anymore. What a mess. In a bit of breaking news, Adult Swim has announced that it has fired Rick and Morty co-creator and the voice of Morty and Rick, Justin Roiland. Uh, after he has now, I mean, after facing some um, pretty significant charges or claims. Now, just like with everything, even, you know, I don't know. I don't really have anything personally against Justin Roiland or any of the opinions that he's had. I'm sure he's just another woke NPC drone, like in Hollywood, like anyone else in Hollywood. Uh, but I, I mean, he hasn't been convicted of anything. So I don't, you know, I don't want to cast aspersions on the man based on, you know, people lie all the time. Now, I don't know the specifics of the case, but every person is, you know, do their day in court. So this is Adult Swim cuts ties with Justin Roiland and will recast Rick and Morty. Roiland has been charged, of course, with felony and will no longer be involved in the show. I mean, why would I watch the show without the guy that created it? You know, like, in what, in what world would you want to watch this? Now, the tweet, the tweet came out at 4.15. They, of course, blocked all the replies, but it did allow some quote tweets. And, you know, you know Dan Harmon, now the sole owner of Rick and Morty, um, I, I, you know, either replace everything, everyone or not. I think that, you know, their, their actual tweet says, Adult Swim has ended its association with Justin Roiland. Rick and Morty will continue. The talented and dedicated crew are hard at work on season seven. Can't imagine watching the show without Justin Roiland, but I haven't watched the show. I watched like the first couple of seasons and I just kind of stopped watching. It wasn't any real reason. And then obviously the Dan Harmon stuff came out and I was like, eh, you know, maybe I don't like that. But uh, this is Hollywood Reporter says that the characters Roiland voiced on Rick and Morty, most notably Rick and Morty, will be recast, which means this is going to be a significantly larger change of the show than just removing him as co-showrunner and eliminating whatever influence he had on the writing process. Royland is accredited as co-creator and it will still be going forward, but that means but that means it's unclear how much actual writing he used to do from episode to episode. Either way, Dan Harmon will now be the sole showrunner in the series, though THR says Royland will always be credited as co-creator. This major shakeup to what is inarguably Adult Swim's most enormous hit currently on the air and possibly of all time comes after a report came out earlier this year that Royland had been charged with uh, some bad things, with a felony uh, battery charge uh, and false imprisonment over a complaint filed in him, against him in May of 2020 by a woman he was dating at the time. Now, for the record, Royland's attorney has claimed that the media's coverage of the case has been inaccurate, explaining that Royland is not only innocent, but they have had they have every expectation this matter is on course to be dismissed once the district attorney's office has completed its methodical review of evidence. 
Adult Swim ordered 70 new episodes of Rick and Morty back in 2018, a number that should carry it through 10 seasons. With the world now out, it will presumably continue, um, you know, as planned. I mean, I, you know, I, I just don't, I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, um, you know, they've seen some stuff on him talking to, uh, you know, other people. There's some other stuff going on. Um, but I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't exactly like that. There's simply a charge in place here with no actual conviction. Um, that, that, and then getting fired from your job, getting fired from the thing that you created is actually insane. It'd be like, uh, hey, somebody said this crazy thing about you quartering. Um, so guess what? Your show is now our show, and we're going to replace you with someone else. And everything that you did, you worked on, and that you know is part of your, you know, the things that you've done in your life. Um, we don't, we don't care about that. You know, we're gonna. This is our thing now, and we need to fire you from it. None of, you know, the specifics are, are clear. You know, it says most of the court records related to the case are sealed. But NBC reports that Royland pled not guilty to both charges back in 2020. So this is three years ago, potentially. Since then, there have been a number of pretrial hearings, including one in which Royland appeared this Thursday. An official trial date has not been set. There was also a protective order filed back in October of 2020 stating that Royland is not to... Uh, you know, engage with the person who filed it. Now, he was initially charged in May of 2020 and was arrested and released in August on a $50,000 bond. He was arraigned in October. Obviously, other projects like Solar Opposites, which he co-created with Mike McMahon of Lower Decks and he voice acts on, has already been renewed for seasons four and five at Hulu. Both seasons have yet to air. Royland says on those projects also remain unclear well i think it's pretty clear um that he'll be cut off those too you know and i think if you go back it wasn't that long ago that a lot of people were really upset with dan Harmon making some really uncouth jokes um they you know jokes quote unquote i i think like maybe he was just trying to be edgy or maybe he was um you know, maybe he is legitimately a piece of garbage. It's difficult for me to know, you know, 100% for true, for, you know, the, the case of what's in his mind. But this isn't the first time Rick and Morty, like these are the two creators. Okay. And here's Dan Harmon, the creator of community community and Rick and Morty has apologized and deleted his Twitter account after a 2009 sketch. And again, it's not that long ago at the time this happened in which he plays a therapist who does terrible things um, resurfaced online. The sketch was originally aired at the film festival channel 101, but it started to go viral this weekend after it resurfaced and was shared by R. The Donald. According to the Guardian, the skit shows Harmon prescribing his client a new father um, before climbing through his window and, you know, doing something terrible to his baby. Um, you know, and he wrote in 2009, it made a pilot which strove to parody the series Dexter and only see, and only succeeded in offending. And Harmon since Harmon, I quickly realized that the content was way too distasteful and took the video down immediately. No one should have ever seen what you saw. And for that, I sincerely apologize. 
Harmon's Twitter account, which had more than 670,000 followers, were now deleted. So this isn't the first time that Rick and Morty has faced, you know, the creators have faced some backlash online. In this particular case, I, you know, look, Dan Harmon, we saw on the tape. If you were offended by what you saw on the tape and you thought maybe there's a little bit too much truth to it and you made a decision to stop watching the show at that point, that was your decision. However, with Justin Roiland, I don't know if he did it or didn't do it. And there's really no details out there. Uh, so, you know, at this point, I have to stand firmly against firing somebody based on an allegation. Um, did, you know, did Adult Swim do some digging of their own and figure out, hey, maybe there's some truth to this? It's possible. You know, it's definitely possible. Certainly the, the I would say that, the, you know, this is one of, this was an extremely popular show, Left, Right, or Center. Certainly it was very, you know, the meme of, you know, Rick and Morty jokes are too far too complex for you to possibly understand. Um, happened, you know, Solar Opposites. This was another thing, uh, you know, that now goes away. So it's it's not a good look, um, I think, for Adult Swim, which is exceedingly woke, by the way. You know, don't forget that they canceled Sam Hyde's show to make a political million-dollar extreme or whatever it was called. Um, that was very popular. Uh, canceled that. I mean, is there even anything left on Adult Swim? I watched the latest Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, and it sucked. And I'm a huge Aqua Teen fan. I actually think the first Aqua Teen movie is pretty good. The second Aqua Teen movie was not good at all. Um, and also, I think, didn't they... I know that was Squidbillies. They had Squidbillies, but then they canceled one of their voiceover guys or something like that. Like, it's like, uh, it seems like right wing uh, and right wingers and nut jobs make the best comedy, but Comedy Central doesn't want to have any of these people on their show, apparently. I don't know all the Squidbillies detail, but I do remember there was something where I don't know if he was at the rally, if he was at the worst day in American history or what exactly the case was. But for now, Justin Roiland has been fired from his own show and has not been found guilty of a single thing. And at that, you know, and, and on principle, I have to stand against that and with Justin Roiland until more details come out. But uh, this is just not the way it works in Hollywood. And certainly this is the same penalty that they would wish on anyone else. So they're just living by their own rules, I guess. I hope you were informed by this video. If you were, please do leave a like on it. And if you haven't yet, for all the latest breaking news, please do subscribe down below and we'll talk to you again real soon.